You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Gifted with Sheila White, where we talk to individuals using their unique gifts to impact the world. And I am so grateful. I'm so excited you all tuned in today to get some empowering information and to meet someone special, my sister, my girlfriend, okay? Someone that's going to encourage you to help you to create a better life. But before we get into today's conversation, and it's going to be really red hot, you all to call a neighbor, call a friend, and tell someone, because this is going to be good. I would like for you to share this podcast with your family, with your friends, for new content each week. Now, we come back, we'll be talking to a gifted individual who inspires and uplifts, entertains audiences around the world. We're going to talk to her about her journey and the lessons that she's learned. We'll be right back. Discover Your Uniqueness discusses the tale of two worlds, the earthly world intertwined with the spiritual world. Sheila White takes you by the hand and walks with you on a transformation journey to live your best purpose-driven life. You'll find your moments of clarity as you harness the power of purpose. Sheila White will help you raise your energy to a higher level as you tune in, tap in, and turn up your vibrational frequency of thought. Each chapter will leave you with many thought-provoking anecdotes that counteract those stumbling blocks of negativity and fear of failure. Sheila White will help you on your journey of expanding your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of how discovering your uniqueness is vital. This book is a must-read for those who seek tremendous results in your personal, business, and spiritual lives. Discovering your uniqueness is the key to unleashing the seeds of greatness planted inside of you at birth. Allow the you on your chest to shine bright and illuminate the planet because of your unique gift. My guest today is known as Miss Mogul. She is an international speaker, a business strategist, and a real estate developer, and the host of Mogul Talk, a streaming talk show, and the author of The Roar of a Woman. I mean, we're going to hear some roaring today, you all. She's also the creator of a book, Create Your Own Economy, which will be coming out real soon. She has shared the stages with people, icons all over the world, a lot of names that you all know. And today, this lady, she has just locked down direction in the midst of all the distractions that she was going through in her life. She's worked in silence for the years and found her power deep down within. Her success has been her noise and her roar. Ladies and gentlemen, this powerful, engaging, stellar, thoughtful, provoking guest today is Miss Charity Smith. Miss Mogul, welcome to the show. I'm excited. Listen, <laughs> I'm on fire. I was like, who is she talking? I don't think I need no coffee. I don't drink coffee anyway, but this will be the no. worst day to drink coffee because this is, I know you're in LA and we're here in Chicago. There's so much that we have to go over. There's so much that we have to talk about. But I want to first start with the book, 
the yes. roar of a woman. Yes. Um, explain to us this journey. I'm a little bit familiar with explain to our audience about the journey of the roar of a woman. When you it just it's in your belly, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it comes up, it comes out. You know it does, doesn't it? <laughs> well, listen, before I get into all that, I want to first of all thank you very much. I'm so honored to be with you on today and to share this space and this stage with you and with your listeners everywhere. So again, thank you. I'm humbled by that. So the roar of a woman, um, I'll start in the middle of the story because the story really is a lifelong journey. Yes. But for me, it started um, around 2007 um, when there was a lot going on in my marriage at the time. And I was also launching a new boutique consulting firm, helping women take their businesses and services to global markets. And I was that person, Ms. Sheila, who did not or could not work enough during that time. So I became a type A workaholic because success is important to me. Mm -hmm. And because my home was falling apart at that time, I just jumped head, head first into work. Right, well, right. needless to say, that did not uh, heal the marriage at all. And so um, read the book. The issue was, and I, and I won't get into too many graphic details, but there was infidelity in the marriage, which uh, not only caused a breakdown in the marriage, but my then husband had a child in the marriage with a younger woman. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. A young woman that I was mentoring uh, in the church. Mm -hmm. And- um, Get deep, y'all. Get deep. And yeah. Yeah, it was in the church. And it was during that time when, as a minister, by the way, I'm also a minister, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, the church was saying, shh, don't talk about it. We'll deal with it internally. And, and I understand that culture. But as I discovered kind of the roots of that and really kind of dove into the why of that advice, okay. it really was a culture of silence. Wow. And we all know that wow. cultures of silence only breed more and more toxicity. At some point, you mm -hmm. have to deal with the issue. Well, the church was not ready to deal with my then husband, who was a leader in the church, and then me as a leader in the church. And they didn't want the bad press because, by the way, the affair ended up in the paper. Come on now. All right. That's it right there. True story. They say true story. True. Oh, she has receipts. True story. Ooh. So this affair ended up in the paper. Mm -hmm. And so they did not want the bad press. But as they're dealing with their PR campaign mm -hmm. and as my then husband is pretending like none of this is happening and in full blown narcissism, mm. I'm literally breaking and shattering and crying and becoming this heaping, bleeding hunk of meat, a shell of a woman mm. and just lost. Well, fast forward, because again, you have to read the book to understand all that. Yes. There comes a point where after the divorce and my, he, listen, and let me tell you this too everything that could be lost in that situation. And by the way, if y'all are wondering, there is a but God and there is a happy ending. Mm -hmm. But everything that could be lost mm -hmm. in that scenario, and I just invite your listeners to use their imaginations. Yes. Anything yes. and everything that could be lost was. Mm -hmm. And it was this point in my life where there was nothing left but God. There was nothing. Mm -hmm. Now, when I say nothing, 
I need for your listeners to take me literally right there. Yes, yes, there yes. was nothing left after that divorce. Mm-hmm. I was in a community property state where the state would allow a person who has had no investment whatsoever in my success mm-hmm. to sue me for my success, my earnings. Wow. And because, and by the way, plug, don't get a piss poor lawyer, y'all. <laughs> That's word. That's a word right there. Word to all the mothers. Yeah, don't yes. get a piss poor lawyer. Yes, um, yes. But in all of that, so I go through that experience. Mm-hmm. I'm awarded the divorce. And the only thing, Ms. Sheila, in that divorce that I win is my name back. Like Miss Tina Turner. She just wanted her name. That's in the book. Mm. I understood her completely yes. because this is what I know. Prior to this marriage, mm-hmm. I was a woman of vision a woman of purpose, a woman of power. And somewhere along the line, I lost all of that in pursuit of a marriage and an idea of happiness, lost all of that. There was this one day though, and I'm fast forward, and it was one day, Mishima, where I'm sitting on the floor in my living room. Yes. You've heard this story. And the divorce is over, The ma- everything is over. And now I'm sitting in a heap of literal and figurative ashes. Mm. And I began to watch The Lion King, of all things, the cartoon from Disney, The Lion yes. King. Uh-huh. And because I'm a woman of faith, mm. as I'm sitting there on the floor, Mufasa, who is the father, yes. has already transcended in the movie. Yes. And his son, Simba, mm. is now at a crossroads, very much like myself at the time. Yeah. And he does not know which way to go. He's forgotten his heritage. He's forgotten his legacy. He's forgotten his name. Mm. He's forgotten his power. He's forgotten his voice. He's Mm. forgotten his identity. But it's at this crossroads, the father comes back and tells Simba, you are more than what you have become. Mm. In that moment, there was no longer a woman looking at a cartoon. Mm. I had an encounter with God and myself. Yes. And God told me. Mm-hmm. And, see, mm-hmm. and here is where people may lose um, sight of yes. the importance of faith in healing. But I would encourage anybody who's listening. Yes. You don't heal properly and completely until you get in count, in, in count, um, encounter. That's the word. I'm yes. Yes. Until yes. you truly encounter your faith, your God and yourself. That's the collision course I had on that floor. Mm. And I literally mm. had a guttural mm. <laughs> scream on the floor where I then began to roar. And mm. as I screamed, I became indignant and defiant yes. with failure. Mm. <laughs> I became defiant with brokenness. I became defiant with wandering. Mm. I became defiant with low self-esteem. Mm. I absolutely defied the broken narrative mm. that was trying to creep into my life at that point. Yes. I became indignant. Now, listen to the word I, I used. I became indignant with it. Mm. Totally disrespected it. I would not honor the narrative that was trying to show up in my life. Why? I had been reminded I'm more than this. The marriage is gone still, mm. girl. You're more than this. You've had to sell your businesses. You're more than this. You're having to start over from scratches. That's okay. Look, the the, the Hebrews made bricks out of straw. You can do this. Yes, yes. (laughs) That's kind of where I was. 
I can do this. Yes. I've built before, I can build again. Wow. Let's wow. do it. And so there is the roar of a woman. I encourage uh, the listeners to get the book. And if you're in a place where you need a narrative forward, mm. if you need a direction forward, and I'm not just saying it because I wrote the book, but yes. it resonates. Yes. And so I yes. encourage people to get the book. And it is important, the roar of a woman, the roar of a woman. It's, you know, it's amazing because what you said, this is something that was happening within the church, church people, Absolutely. church people that just kind of said, you know, be quiet, don't talk about it. But we know that uh, in the culture of silence is what you talked about, that you cannot heal unless you reveal. And it's so important to bring it out, let it shine, let it all out. And you just kind of emptied everything out. And I love the fact that in the darkest moment, in just the, in that little space there, when you were in the ashes, that beauty came out of that. And you began to roar. And it just came from your belly all the way up, transformed your life, changed everything, Absolutely. the whole perspective. Even though you had lost everything, almost lost your mind. But, Absolutely. but God, as you say. And, you know, there are some women out there, and even men, too. After yes. that, going through that, then you begin to ascend. You begin to change. Yes. Things begin to turn around. And I know you talk about in the book about Romans 8, 28, where it says, greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. But those that don't know about that, that they don't know about how to tap into that power. And they're going through some struggles. They're going through some difficulties. They're going through some, it's seemingly impossibilities. Um, tell them what you mean by something inside of you that was greater, that was reaching for more that helped to pull you out of those ashes and to help you to begin to ascend. Explain to our audience about that. It, I can only give people what I have. Yes. And yes. for me, it was the word of God. It was mm. the Bible. Now, I'm a degreed woman multiple yes, yes. times over. I'm a mm. world traveler, not mm. gloating. I'm, I'm laying a, a principle and a foundation here. Wow. wow. I have business awards. I have the ear of kings, literally. Yes, yes, yes. None of that mattered without me understanding who the king of kings is in me. Mm -hmm. We can become so important that yes, we yes. forget the God factor. We can become so bought into our own hype that we forget the God factor. And so when life happens and when failure happens and we don't have that anchor to hold on to, it can shatter and break us without the hope of recovery. Wow. All of the accolades I have been so blessed and fortunate to attain mm -hmm. mean nothing if I don't have an anchor in my life. Mm -hmm. My business awards didn't matter when my yes. then husband was suing me. Wow. <laughs> uh, the world traveling and the stages didn't matter when the judge was telling me that I had to either sell my business to him or completely dissolve it. None of that mattered in the moment. When the then husband was in the newspaper and I had people in the church, people in the industries that I was in, people in media, the newspapers would call yes. me and asking me if I knew where he was because he was in the paper Yes. Okay. without putting all of his business out there. So my point is this, when you go through those kinds of challenges in life where yes. your core is being challenged. Where your core values, your identity, your sanity is yes. being challenged. 
All of the things that you have built your life on mean nothing if God is not at the foundation of that. And you have, and so when I say greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, I know now I can stand through anything. Why? I've been tested there. I've been tried there. My faith is, is solid. It's it's tested, right? Yes. And so because of that, I, I'm not ashamed yes, yes. i unabashedly tell leaders everywhere go to the absolute highest echelons of your business and of your industry but when you go take god with you take god with you and that's what we have to have to know audience is that whatever it is that you're going through whatever trials and temptations and things that are going on in your life in your world and in your affairs know that there is a god that is greater than all of those circumstances mm -hmm. that he can help heal all of the diseases that may be going on in your life. Because Miss Charity, from like I said, from the bottom, from the ashes, when she was about ready to give up, lost everything, almost lost her mind, and went from that to being called Miss Vogel. Okay, yes, now we got to get into that because yes, that that area all the way up ascending to Miss Vogel. How did you come up with that name, and, and who kind of coined that that name for you? So my ascend, and again, you have to watch the movie and read the book to know what that means. Yeah, um, and we're waiting for a movie, y'all. This this definitely deserves to be a movie. You thought Angela Bassett did something, and <laughs> she did Tina Turner. This is a true story um, about her journey from her silence within and how she found her war. And I'm telling you, everything that you can think of from drama to, to sex to, to infidelity to to uh, arrest, to jail, everything is in, will be in this movie. So you all be looking out because the Absolutely. world of a woman, we're putting it's it out coming. there, coming to a theater near you. It's okay. coming, <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. Um, so after that, I started to kind of pull the pieces back. Mm. And for me, it, uh, it kind of started in academia. I've always been a teacher by heart and by trade. And so I was in a corporate development class that I was teaching. And one of the gentlemen in there, because of kind of the way I interact with my students, it was not just teaching as usual. I believe in a lab performance, a, a lab environment when it comes to teaching, right? And so I would challenge him. And this was one of those type A know-it-all students and he was sharp. But every time I would just challenge him and I would go head to head with this man. And he would say, oh, you think you're a mogul. Okay, then, Miss Mogul. And I said, you're on to something. And from then on, the students start to call me Miss Mogul because I was more like a drill sergeant. But it wasn't a drill sergeant in the sense of negativity. Mm -hmm. But I really did have this, and still do, have this mm -hmm. desire to pull the best out of people. Yes. And so yes. because I challenged them, um, it just stuck. It just stopped. And so I created a brand out of it Okay. from there. Um, as I said, the rest is history. Then it was real estate and then it's speaking and then it's all of these other things. But it started with someone saying something and then I found agreement with it. Go back to identity, right? You're more than what you have become. And so who would have thought out of that somebody would say, oh, you think you're a mogul, Miss Mogul. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I do. And so really that's how it took off wow you know and it's so interesting because you know there's so much power in the tongue you know what you say i yes. am 
and things. And you begin to, to reaffirm who you were when you were sitting there on that floor. Your, your vocabulary changed. Things begin to turn around on the inside of you, which brought you all the way up to not only Miss Mobile, but let's talk about the global initiatives, yes. the global initiatives that you have going on, because there's so many things that are happening. Like you said, you have the ear of real kings, you know, not you have the ear of, of people all over the world, a lot of great speakers and leaders and business icons that you have shared the stages with. Uh, let's talk about some of the some of the global initiatives, specifically yes. the ROAR global initiative that's going to be happening in August, August 11th yes. and 12th. Let's bring Absolutely. that up. That's something juicy. So again, my life is really interconnected. So even though I'm in these global settings now, my heart has always been economic development. It's mm. always been women and children. Mm. Had the pleasure of going to Ghana at the request of uh, a team who had heard about some of the work that I was doing with women in Ethiopia and in Israel yeah. to connect their businesses with uh, funding there. And um, she, the lady who heard about the work that I was doing said, okay, I think we need you on the team because mm -hmm. we don't have the economic development piece to this yet. They wow. had the women and children's piece, but they didn't have the economic development piece. Mm -hmm. And the woman asked me if I would come along and I said, absolutely. Well, long story short, um, after having conversations with some of the government officials there, I was introduced to um, one of the kings there, one of the paramount chiefs, yeah. and had a wonderful conversation with him and with his wife. And out of that came um, a project where I've now been asked to assist him in providing the diaspora at large with information and opportunities to connect them with economic development in Ghana, specifically mm -hmm. in Somalia. Well, that now has taken on a life of its own wow. and was introduced to uh, a gentleman, and I won't give his name out here, yes. but he is speaking at the conference, okay. one of the, the former president's son of Ghana who heard about, again, what I'm doing with economic development and affordable housing. And he said, yes, I want to be a part of that. But Sheila, all of this is really full circle because oh. prior to all of that other stuff that happened in life, yeah. this was the path of life that I was on. And oh. so I want to kind of connect those dots here, if I may. Yes. It yes. does not matter what happens in life. Purpose always connects dots. Purpose always connects dots. And wow. when you live intentionally and when you live authentically and when you live in your purpose, I don't care what opportunity you may have missed in the past. Mm -hmm. As long as you stay in purpose, those opportunities find you again. Yeah. I was supposed to be an ambassador to the UN. Wow. God has now blessed me to be an unofficial ambassador. Okay. Global <laughs> markets. Yeah. Botswana. Ghana, UK is opening up, Latin America, Spain, and Mexico. Yes. So all of these territories and now Ethiopia mm. has just now come aboard. Mm. So those are the initiatives that I'm working on now. It's finding solutions. Okay. First okay. of all, for women mm -hmm. who have been um, underserved when it comes to economic development globally, okay. how do we now get funding globally into these markets and really create substantial footprints okay. in entrepreneurship for women, affordable housing, energy, agriculture, um, all of that is where I'm finding my space now. Well, 
the men said, hey, we want to ally with you. And so now we've opened up the organization and the movement to include men. Mm. Here is where we have the create your own economy movement, which yes. is also, uh, I've been blessed to, to launch that. But in August, you mentioned the conference, August 11th and 12th. Yes. I'm hosting a virtual global summit. Mm. It will be on, uh, you will see it streaming on yes. roarglobal.org, yes. roarglobal.org. We have speakers from Ghana, from the UK, from Botswana, mm -hmm. from the US. Yes. Um, and it's just going to be a magnificent time where thought leaders come together mm -hmm. and we talk about the solutions. We're, we're done talking about the problems. How do we now close the economic gap for women and yes. now expand the conversation into global markets, creating strategic collaborations yes. in yes. those markets to now leverage those relationships yes. for global business? So I'm wow. excited to be a part of that and to initiate that. You know, it's really interesting because as we talk about underserved women, how important is it for these women to understand about some of these initiatives and how it can remove the glass ceilings? Because they have been told that you can't happen because of the area you live in, it can't happen because of your gender, it can't happen because you don't have a certain type of background. How important is it for you to help these women understand that this literally can change and break that glass ceiling that they have been told that you can't go any farther, go no farther and no more. It's like they're going to fall off the edge of the world. It's my life's work. Okay. Like period. If I bought into every no somebody gave me, mm -hmm. I would be absolutely nowhere doing nothing. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have the luxury mm -hmm. of listening to the no. <laughs> okay. 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 I didn't have the luxury of listening and buying into that no. I would say to women now, we don't have that luxury. We have been talking about closing the economic gap for women for over 30 years now. And I constantly throw out these statistics. Asian women get 95% of the dollar. Caucasian women are 85%. African-American women, 55 to 75% of the dollar. Latinas, 55%. Nowhere in those scenarios, regardless of progress, have we fully attained the dollar mm -hmm. for all of the effort? Yeah. And you would think after the Me Too movement, well, let's go back after civil rights. Yes. After yes. then the women's liberation movement. Yeah. Yeah. Then we talk about the Me Too movement. And then we talk about the times up, all of these movements, but we have not moved the economic needle. Yes. I tell people this, Sheila, I said, I'm not asking you to burn any more bras. You need right. your bra. Yeah. Don't burn your bra. What yeah. we need to do now is stop with the symbolic movement and now come to the table and have conversations with legislators, with global investors, with global bankers. Yeah. We need to make sure that our acumen and our businesses meet the market and the demand mm -hmm. and then partner lock yes. arms with our legislators, with our investors, mm -hmm. with our bankers, and let's now change the narrative. Yes. We don't need another symbolic movement. We mm -hmm. need action. Mm -hmm. So that's what the catalyst of this conference is really all about. Mm -hmm. That's going to be powerful. And when you when you mentioned, um, you know, some of the partners that, that would be a part of this conference, how can, you know, you have another book coming out talking about creating your own economy. 
Yes. And what I would like to know is if you could share some highlights of that, because um, there are so many people out there that need to partner with this organization. They really do because of things that are going on. It's not just in the USA. Literally, it's globally. Yes. Can you give us some, some just some nuggets of how people can create their own economy if they don't have all of the type of resources that you may have to push things forward? So what is an economy? An economy is a service. It's partners. Okay. I tell people all the time, think of yourself as your own GDP. <laughs> so if you were now negotiating the well-being of your nation, mm. what would you need? Mm. See, that. That's it. And here is where, Sheila, people, I've been challenging people to now rethink small mm. business, rethink mm. family business, rethink yes. all of it. Yeah. Um, I tell people that family banking now mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. where I'm telling people that they need to start really putting some effort into family banking. What is family banking? It is setting up true generational wealth with insurance. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I'm not an insurer. I'm not a financial planner. Yeah, I'm not yeah. an attorney. Just want to mm -hmm. put that out there. Yeah. I'm just a very blessed, successful woman who yeah. took some good advice and built on it. Yeah. Um, and so family banking, what is family mm -hmm. banking? Mm -hmm. It is finding a way to pool the resources in your family, leveraging insurance, and then creating businesses and buying real estate portfolios that are cash producing that okay. you can now leverage for larger projects, which is what I do, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's also partnering with other industries. Mm -hmm. When I started this journey about create your own economy, Sheila, yeah. I had in mind real estate only. Oh, I know it's the cash cow. That's the cash cow. Yeah. Since then, though, I've partnered with cryptocurrency experts mm. to create my own coins oh. and economy. Come on, follow me. I'm, I shifted there. Yes. I'm yes. now talking to experts in the NFT space. Okay. What does that have to do with real estate? Well, now we have digital real estate. Mm -hmm. That opens up a whole new level, a level playing field for mm -hmm. women or for anybody, for that matter, in real estate. Yeah. And so now we're talking to crypto experts. We're talking to NFT experts. We're talking to land developers and agriculture. Why? Food is a GDP. Oh, it's a part okay. of the GDP. Yeah. Agriculture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if we don't have food. And if we don't have clean water, what good is your real estate? What good is your NFT? So now we're creating a system without giving away everything where mm -hmm. now agriculture is being traded as a commodity globally. Yeah. So I've expanded what I'm the narrative of real estate into real development and regenerative farming, mm, which is worldwide, <laughs> which is worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. I.e. Ghana. And one of the reasons why I'm partnering with the country of Ghana in mm -hmm. agriculture, because we have to rethink now what real estate is. Mm -hmm. We have to rethink now what economy is mm -hmm. and now start to own the processes and the logistics of that, wow. positioning ourselves now to be players globally. So if you want to fill in those blanks, I'm purposefully leaving them open. Come to the conference. Come to the conference. Free of charge. Mm. 
free of charge. Why? I don't want there to be any inhibition for some leader out there who needs an aha moment, not to get that spark of creativity to then launch their business. I don't want that to happen. So going back to what you're saying about create mm -hmm. your own economy, it's right. now rethinking your industry. Whatever industry you're in. Rethink your industry. When I started out, I was in residential housing only. Mm. Now I'm in commercial. Now I'm in ag, agriculture, regenerative yeah. farming. Now I'm wow. in import export with the regenerative farming. Mm. Now I'm in NFTs and cryptocurrency. Mm. I am a GDP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it repositions me economically. If we want to get really real politically, Yes, that's true. Very true. Socially, mm -hmm. I'm repositioned now because power, power is the new currency. Yes, if yes. anybody's writing notes, write that down. Right, right. Power. And you know, is it's the it's new the, currency. Is the new currency. And it just makes me think about that because, you know, people talk about, you know, time and um, time and money and knowledge. And it's like, it's, it's part of, you know, some types of currency. And the thing about it is, you have older people that have money but they don't have time and you have younger people that have time but they don't have money but then there's ways that you can leverage time by just paying somebody to cut your lawn now you've got more time to do some other thing so um going to school to get more knowledge be able to get more time to do some things so it's really really interesting you know all of this that you have on your journey all of these different things that's happening and like i said we're talking about globally that you have on your plate. You're very laser focused and very people oriented and socially oriented as well. How do you be refuel? Who motivates you? Because with all of this going on, you know, there's got to be something that keeps you going, that drives you on those good days and bad days when you can see the end of the road and when you're like you're in those political circles and things. Talking to people that don't understand, here you are a woman coming in maybe with with the men and they're like wait a minute she's talking a language that's beyond beyond our comprehension because the spirit leads you as you said you're a minister you know so who motivates you to keep going to take on all these challenges to take on this full plate and to just chop it up and keep going so <laughs> that's a very uh quiet place mm. again it's just god and me and I want to say this without it sounding arrogant or yeah. misinterpreted, but in some places in life, there are some places in life where you cannot have conversations. You just can't because of the sensitivity of the matter, because of the, the brevity of it. You cannot have tea with the girlfriends mm. and just kind of oh decompress. Mm. There are some places you have to go where you get quiet and then you steal yourself and you steal your spirit and you rejuvenate spiritually. And then once you had that work, you can go out and have the conversations with the girls. But I would say it just depends upon where I am. This place and this season in my life, it's very quiet and it's very alone, not lonely, but it's very alone. And what I mean by that, it's, it's, it's very still. And I want to go back to something because uh, I, I was thinking about it, Sheila, when I said power is the new currency. Yes. It's about positioning yourself and adding value. 
because I don't want somebody to go away with power is the new currency and yeah. misunderstand and misinterpret that. It's about becoming so valuable, so needed, mm. so um, relevant. Yes, that's the that now you hold a place at the table that no one else can hold but you. Mm. Wow. It's hey. adding that level of value. Yes. So when I say power, power has a value component attached to it. You become so needed and so valuable that you create a space at the table. And then that kind of takes, again, it takes you back to what refuels you. For mm -hmm. me, it's living this out. Mm -hmm. It's getting to see all that's been in my head and in my heart for mm -hmm. over 20 years now. Yeah, yeah. It took 20 years for me to get to a place where now I add I add a different kind of value. Mm, mm. And let me put a, a flip on that. I appreciate my value. Okay. Which is a whole different situation. It's a whole different situation. Yeah, because you you appreciate where you are and the struggle you've been through. And coming into the room, there's a confidence that you have that you know who you are and whose you are, which brings me to an important question because how do you help other people? How do you empower them? To know who they are you talk about it in your book um you found out who you are you know and and we talk about you know simba and mustafa and all those people or those uh animations but how do you inspire people to know who they are in the midst of the pandemic in the midst of these racial injustices and political climate unrest that we're in um people have lost jobs people have lost loved ones how do you help them to understand who they are because there's so much going on up in the media even that's telling them that they are someone else that they're not this especially within the black and brown communities how do we climb up from that to recognize our true value as you talked about um, knowing when you walk into the room that you are all right by yourself i'm going to go back to where i started mm. who are you in god first god Secondly, I tell people, you have nothing to lose in this climate. If you're not going to be liked, you're not going to be liked. So there's no matter what you do, it's not going to matter. So you might as well go and do it. We're in, and this is what has been afforded to us, Sheila, since um, the pandemic and some of the, the, the unrest and the events that you talked about, mm -hmm. it's created um, what I like to call creative chaos. Oh. For those who are looking for an opportunity mm. to be authentic, yes. to be real, to yes. be true to their purpose and their cause, mm -hmm. now more than ever mm. is that time to do it. Mm. There is so much unrest politically, socially, economically, until Seriously. people are grasping for straws and answers. Wow. And if you can show up with an answer, if you can show up authentically, if you can show up with genius that has not been regurgitated time and time again, yes, and be true to who you are and meet the demands of the moment, mm. you are as close. What happened there? You yes. are as close to being godlike, yes, that you will ever be. Mm. It's about being unafraid and unrestricted, yes. in your genius. Hear what I'm saying, unafraid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is what I mean by being unrestricted. 
sometimes we put boundaries and barriers on ourselves. Well, we'll say, oh, that's never been done in my industry before. Or that's never been done in my family before. Or I've never seen a woman do that before. I've never seen a person of color or an African descent person do that before. Whatever your excuse or your label is, Mm -hmm. now is the time where you can shed that and just be. So how do I do it? Whenever I do have the opportunity, Sheila, I love to have long, deep conversations with people Mm -hmm. and find out who they are. And then create these ecosystems and give people the opportunity to be what they say they want to be. And here is the thing. As my granddaddy said, we give you enough rope. Either you'll pull yourself up with it or you'll hang yourself with it. There you go. There you go. But once you have the opportunity, you don't drop the ball. When you have an opportunity, it's carpe diem, right? That's the Latin for seize the day. Yes, yes. We're in that moment now where everything is coming at us. Seize the day. You don't know when you have this kind of opportunity again for unrest, this and un. But we have it now. So if you were looking for a reason to jump into the market or jump into your genius or jump into your power, you have it. So go do it. You know, and and you mentioned unrestricted, um, unrestricting our genius in us. You know, there's there's three words I want to throw at you because it makes me think about it. Because so many people are restricting themselves in faith. You know, they're restricting themselves in focus. They're restricting themselves in just follow-up. Those three words, faith, focus, follow-up, give us your perspective on those three words because that can unrestrict someone's genius, just that. And especially the way that you would put it out there because we got a plate. And we want y'all to eat it all up, stop it up, you know, don't even worry about grabbing a fork and spoon because we're going to go deep sea diving now. And and I want you to help these people understand how they can unlock the genes within them, how, how they can unlock that and be unrestricted through their faith, through their focus, because that's what you have. And then through follow-up, because you've done all of those things and you begin to just roar and you're still rolling. We feel the vibration when you come into the room there's something happening on the inside. So talk to our audience, some of the men and some of the women out there on those three words, faith, focus, and follow, and how they can unlock something inside of that genius that God has given them. They don't know it's there because someone never told them that it was okay to step out in those areas that you talked about. I think about when you said faith, focus, and follow, up. I instantly thought about a marksman or a Mm. sniper. Uh Uh-oh. Going deep, y'all. We're going deep. (laughs) I thought about a sniper. Snipers train for their jobs. They don't get put behind uh, and, you know, without getting into some of the political conversations about guns. That's not what I'm getting into. I want to really kind of give an illustration Mm -hmm. that really speaks to hitting the mark. Faith, focus, and follow-up. Yes, yes, when yes. you think about what it takes to be trained to protect and serve mm. years and years and years and years of specialized training, your eyes have to be a certain, uh, you have to be able to see right without yes. corrective lenses yes. and you have to have a certain muscular build and yes. all mm. of that goes into the training of being ready for the moment. Mm. It's about removing everything else out of the way removing the narratives of childhood 
removing family narratives, mm -hmm. removing the limitations of education. Yeah. Hear me? Mm -hmm. Removing the narratives of society when it comes to race and gender, removing that. When I talk about faith, I always go back to Genesis and I look at what happened in Genesis. In Genesis 1 and 2, and for I just encourage your readers, again, just pick up a Bible and read it. Sometimes right. the Bible just does read. Mm -hmm. And it says that God gave Adam and Eve a few things. He gave them dominion. Mm -hmm. He gave them the right to multiply, mm -hmm. to be fruitful. Mm -hmm. Now, what is dominion? We're still talking about faith. It's yes. having a dome, a domain yes. where I have authority. Yes. Think about that. There is a realm that you were created to have dominion in. Now, mm -hmm. women don't like to really embrace that word because we've been told that it's better to be quiet and to be seen and not heard. Yes. Never did buy into Well, I bought into it too long, but I struggled with it. So that's yes. why I had to get out of there. Huh? So dominion is a place where you have a place where you reign. Mm. We have to address the mindset when it comes to faith. We have to address how we see ourselves and what we are truly capable of. Mm. Just because you've never seen it happen in your industry, in your family, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What would happen if? Mm. That's one of the things I do in training. Okay. I ask people, if failure was not an option, what would you do? And then I have them just start writing. And we do what's called looping. And they just write and write and write and write. And I'm amazed at what people are truly capable of if they give themselves permission to be greater. Mm. Wow. That Sometimes is it's just saying yes to you. Now I felt that. I, I, <laughs> can you just I, everybody listening mm. get a picture in your mind right quick mm. we'll take you through a quick exercise yeah. get a picture in your mind right quick of where you want to be what you have always envisioned yourself to be i always knew i would be global i just mm. didn't know how or where i always knew i would be dealing with indigenous people groups and money i mm. always knew i would be helping people in a massive way wow get that in your mind mm. and then say yes to that and i'm asking the people to do that yes. i say yes to me traveling globally i say yes to leveraging my business i mm. say yes to a greater role in society. Mm. I whatever your yes is, mm. put that in your mind and then start to just write. Because see, I believe that when the mind and the body are engaged and you align that with spirit, greatness happens there. And so just begin to write. I say yes to, I say mm. yes to, I say, and be it will amaze you. So that's the faith part. But mm. then you have to focus. All right, I have this huge picture. Yes. What can I do now? Mm. And then create a plan and a course of action. Wow. And if you need an accountability partner, go be accountable. But listen, people, accountability, accountability partners are only as good as your desire. Hmm. Okay. Keeping it real. We're going to keep it real today. Only as good as your will to be great. I can mm. push you up Mount Everest, but I can't push you if you don't want to go. That's right. 
Very true. Very I can true. push a boulder uphill. It's hard. Yes. I can push a boulder uphill, but it's got to roll. You get mm -hmm. my point there? Eventually, yes. yes. You got to roll. Mm -hmm. So you have to follow through. All right. So you have faith. Then you have focus. What can I do now? Right. What do I really want to do? What's my mm -hmm. call? What's my course of action? Then get the right players in aligned with that and then follow through. You have to just do it. Good. Even if you do it afraid, you can do it. I'm going to say something. You can do it half-ass if you need to. You need to. If you need get to. It. But here's the thing. Yeah. Get it done. This exactly. is why I say that. And, and pardon my French. But this is why I say that. Sometimes perfection, paralysis, keeps us from being mobile. Mm. Now, am I saying put subpar work in the market? Wow. Absolutely not. Am I saying not to um, sharpen your presentation or be your absolute best? Absolutely not. But sometimes you have to be okay with perfect imperfection. Mm. Do it. Yeah. And as you continue to do it, perfection finds you at each stage. But you've got to get going. You don't have all day. You don't have all life. Mm, wow. You don't have all life. And I'm going to say this too, because I feel a, a roll on this one. <laughs> Some of y'all are behind time. Uh oh. Uh oh. You're behind time. Mm. You bought the narrative for far too long. You've been paralyzed far too long. Mm. You've been mm. wishing, hoping, and dreaming far too long. My question is when and mm. why not now? Why not now? You know, it, it, it sounds like that a person can be a Navy SEAL in whatever industry that they're in, that Love they can that. do something, they can see, they can act, they can perform to their very best um, if they have that belief. And as you said, having the faith and the right focus and the proper follow through, that they can be a Navy SEAL in whatever it is that their hearts desire, because God gave them the gifts and the talents to be able to do that. You know, you're just a person, Charity, that you, you don't stop when you're tired. You're stopped and you're done. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And what is in the atlas of your heart that you would like to see or do next? Because mm. how much of God is flooding into you? And when he floods into you, he speaks to you and you listen, you know? And what is it that in the atlas of your heart that you would like to, to see next in your life? Because you already got these things in motion. You're already doing the global thing. You're already a world speaker. You you have all of these things happening in the political, in in the, in the uh, you know the, the, the agriculture as we talked about, and all of these areas. What's on the axis of your mind? So I'm going to dream out loud, and I just let y'all kind of peek in, right? <laughs> um, it really is creating this book to be a movie. That mm. really is because I know once people hear it and see it, they will superimpose themselves in the story. Mm. They will have their moment when they roar. That's the first thing. Secondly, it really would be to have um, a world tour mm. where I have these conversations with leaders uh, literally around the world. It's starting, okay. but really get in the faces of leaders and challenge them to be their absolute best. Mm. Um, and when I say that, it would it's going to shake up some things. Yeah, I yeah. honestly believe even at the highest levels, people have bought into status quo. Mm -hmm. wow. And it's just time now to elevate. 
And I would say the last legacy piece would be to create a school for leaders where mm. I train them and I divest myself of thought and of philosophy and narratives and really divest myself into the next generation of leaders. Yeah. My yeah. heart's desire yeah. is to have an auditorium full of young, bright, um, creative minds yes. and have the opportunity to absolutely pour in until I have absolutely nothing left mm. and then see them take all of that, make it their own and literally go change the world. And you have been listening to Miss Mo Charity Smith. I mean, bringing it like it's hot. It's hot and smoking. I'm, I am just so full. I love speaking with you. I love listening to you. I love just feeding off of your spirit. Um, there is so much that you have that has not even been tapped into yet because you are one of those reservoirs that goes deep. You know what I'm saying? Some people are like surface, this kind of people. They just kind of float on the top with the snorkel. But you're a deep sea diver. And people like you that have that mind and have that heart, like I was saying, the atlas of your heart. When you go deep sea diving, you see things that people don't see when they're snorkeling. You know, because you're down there on that deep level and you're seeing some things and you're finding some things that people that are that are snorkelers on the top, they're in the water. They got the suit on, but they're not experiencing that level of impact that you are because you're down there in the deep sea diving realm. And that's in the spirit realm, that's in, in the natural realm, every area in the political and all of that. And so there's some treasures that you're discovering that God has allowed you to discover that you're able to bring out and to be able to shine and show others. I love the fact that with the energy that could be in that room, that one day you're talking to these young minds and, and these creatives out there, that they will move on to be heart-centered messengers following in the legacy that you are leaving here for others. There's these little lionesses out there, okay, that will begin to feel their roar because of the fact that you showed up and that you made an impact and, and you re realized who you were. You know, friends, we're just about out of time. I am just so happy that uh, we had this time together. If you did not hear this entire broadcast, I want you to go to our website at www.road2eternity.net and leave a message, leave a comment. Um, this has been Miss Charity Smith, Miss Mobile, um, just impacting us, just feeding us inspiration and motivation. Charity, how can our audience get in contact with you to reach you for, for speaking engagements or to get a copy of The Roar of a Woman, y'all? Come on now, you need to learn about your journey if you're in the silence of how to get that power from a pen to roar out. So how can our audience get a hold of you or to find out about the Roar Global that's coming up in August on the 11th and the 12th? Thank you. So to invite me to be a speaker, uh, you can go to youcancreateyourowneconomy.com and make sure you click on Miss Mogul and go down to speaking. And then uh, simply just look at what's available there, fill out the form, and I'd love to review that with you. Secondly, regarding the conference, go to RoarGlobal.org. I'll say it again, RoarGlobal.org. You can register there, and if you'd like to also feature your business there, uh, you can uh, complete a form there. We'll have the opportunity to highlight some really special businesses there. You have a 30 or 60 second commercial and you'd love to feature it to a global audience. We have that opportunity for you as well. So it's youcancreateyourowneconomy.com or 
roarglobal.org for the conference. Well, I am so delighted. I have been talking to the author of The Roar of a Woman about her journey from silence to the power within. She is a true lioness at heart, and she can show you how to get there. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening today. I want you to remember that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. Use your gifts to impact the world. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.